Flying Mood Productions presents Laugh, Literature and Film. Broadcasting live from Flying Bull Production Studios, it's Laugh, episode 51, and we laugh for the June 20th weekend. I am Mr. Two Frames, joined in studios by the L-Train. How are you, sir? Doing well. You excited for this weekend? I'm always excited. It's, it's a pretty big weekend for the Kittles. This is the first weekend of no school. Yeah, summer officially starts. What's so great about it for the Kittles? Well, we've got the Pixar film, uh, uh, Inside Out, coming out. Are your students interested in that? I didn't ask him. Huh. Because it seems to me like it's a for either like younger kids and adults, but not for kids in the middle. Yeah, not for the late teenage crowd. But there's really nothing else out there. I, I mean, you got Jurassic World or you got Inside Out. And hasn't the whole world already seen Jurassic World? A lot of people have seen it. Yeah. Uh, it's over half a million dollars already. Worldwide, or half a billion, sorry. Bodes well for my chances of the spring box office challenge. Yeah, I I think it did better than negative 13 million. (laughs) So I think I've got to pay up later in the show. Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah. I've got some names here from some listeners. Tony C. sent in some stuff. (laughs) Got some stuff from from Richard L. Yeah. All right. All right. Good stuff. I like it. Yeah, but before we do that, we got to talk about Inside Out. This is uh, probably the widest release film for this weekend. Uh, this is the Pixar film starring Amy P- Poehler <laughs> and Bill early. Hader, uh, Louis early. Black. <laughs> uh, this this movie involves uh, going inside people's heads, and you can see all the creatures that are apparently making your decisions. Uh, I your think all the creatures are, are supposed right? to be your, yeah, your various emotions. Anger, sadness. So it follows a young Riley who's uprooted from her Midwest life as she and her family move to San Francisco. Hmm. And her emotions, joy, fear, anger, disgust, and sadness conflict on how best to navigate a new city, house, and school. Huh. Okay. Weird. Um, a lot of those animated movies are winding up in San Francisco. Yeah. That must be easier to, to film those animated movies in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's just something kind of iconic about the city of San Francisco. I think that, you know, there have already been so many movies set in New York or Chicago. San Francisco, though, has a very distinct look. Hmm. Plus right. those hills. I mean, there's lots of good comedy bits yeah, you, you can, can do with those roll hills. Roll downhill or fall or get chased. Yeah. Good stuff. So. You going to see it? Yeah, I'll probably end up seeing it. Really? Yeah. In the theater? Uh, it's summertime. <laughs> you can walk on up to the Gloucester, what is it? The York, York River York Crossing River. Cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that might happen to me too. I mean, it seems fine. I like Pixar films. This one is definitely smarter than your average uh, little kid movie. Looks smarter. Yeah. I mean, just the whole concept, though, is pretty... Yeah. Intelligent. Did you ever get around to seeing Up? No, I haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. I may do that as a double feature then uh, right. sometime in the next week. Good luck with that. All right. All well, right. I, I will try and make it happen. So There's only one other major release coming out in theaters, and I don't even know how many theaters it's going, coming into because it's a Sundance movie. Uh-huh. But it's a teen movie called Dope, which is produced by Forrest Whitaker and uh, written and directed by... 
Rick Fumiyoa. I don't know who he is. Yeah, I've never heard of him. It's a sort of a genre-specific movie, but it's a Sundance darling, so it might have something a little more going for it than your obvious teen tropes. Yeah, because the trailer made this seem like uh, kind of your American Pie, Porky's, um, uh, what's a uh, super bad type comedy, right? Except with a predominantly African American cast. Yeah, uh, um, I don't know if it's subversive or not, and that's the interesting thing to look for. I think in the movie is whether or not it's trying to subvert those tropes, or if it's just attempting to tell some type of story. Well, the look made it seem like it was set in the late 80s, but then there are cell phones in the trailer. Apparently what it is is this guy, Malcolm, is a geek. Uh He's played by uh, Shamik Moore. And uh, he lives in a tough neighborhood. But he and his friends are into the 90s hip-hop scene. So it sort of ostracizes them from reality. Okay, so that explains their look and their clothing right. choices. Okay, I so got So they're it. outsiders in this, you know, the modern world. They're just sort of outliers. But the thing that's interesting about it for me and why I might go see it is because this is the first thing that Tony Revolori has been in since um, the Grand Budapest Hotel. He played Zero oh, as okay. a young kid, and I, I noticed that he was in the one of the trailers or something. He plays Jib who's one of Shamik's friends. And uh, I kind of like that actor, and I've not seen him in anything before Grand Budapest or since Grand Budapest, so this might be a movie I go check out on a afternoon. <laughs> All right. I don't know. You know what really surprised me was uh, one of those movies you mentioned uh, maybe 10, 5, 10 years ago. I don't know how long ago it was that it came out, but super bad. Yeah. And... I didn't know what to expect going in. I went in, and it's, you know, it's one of my top movies, so one of the funniest movies I've seen. Yeah. I think with the way the trailer's structured, they could only be given away the first 25 minutes of the plot. So then you could have an hour uh, afterwards, and yeah. you have no idea where they go and I really what their adventures are. I paid any attention to the trailers other than I saw that that kid was in it, and mm-hmm. I haven't paid any attention to the story, because, you know, I'm a trailer-averse guy anyway. I was forced to watch a bunch of trailers today, though. Uh, why was that? The disappointing showing of Spy, which I don't know if we're ever going to talk about on the show or not, but I did go see that. Just I just got back from there. All right. Well, if you had told me better things about it, I'd say I was interested in seeing it's that. It's not funny. Well, now why do I want to go? I don't know. It's surprising. It's, but comedies, sometimes they just don't. They don't they, hit you? No. They don't hit the funny button. All right. Well. So that, that was a mini review of Spy, then. <laughs> there you go. I can make myself laugh. Very right. those movies. Um, any streaming picks for well, the week? There's only one streaming pick that I, I wanted to talk about because I wanted to highlight this. It's uh, We got this Twitter follower on the Laugh Podcast, or at the Laugh Podcast, last week. I think as a result of one of our Twitter views uh-huh. we tried to put out there. He started following us after that. His name is John Cunningham, and he's an independent filmmaker in, I think he's London-based. And he had this award-winning film. I checked out his Twitter page. It was called BLT, and it's streaming for free on Vimeo. So I checked it out. It's only 12 minutes long. 
and I liked it. I liked the the combination of storytelling and script. And the acting wasn't bad for an independent film. The guy didn't make any money off of it, as near as I can tell. And it's sort of a labor of love. And I have a lot of admiration for people that are doing that, just doing working artistically in film. Mm-hmm. And that's what this guy Cunningham seems to have done. Um, when I left it alone, it kept on coming back to me. It wouldn't leave me alone. Uh, and the theme sort of kept coming back in my head. It's not heavy-handed. There's a setup and a payoff. And then there's ambiguity, which causes you to think about it. So it forces you to, to sort of reconsider its, its whatever messages are. It's, it's kind of dense and detailed, but not aggressively so. And it works on a lot of different levels. So um, I'd like to talk to this guy. Maybe we could do an interview with him at some point in the future, just to talk to him about his process. Like I said, I don't think he makes any movies or it makes any money off mm-hmm. of this kind of stuff. He has another short film out there on Vimeo that he made maybe 10 years ago called Asylum. It's like 45 minutes long. He made it with his brother. I didn't watch that movie, but I watched there how they did the special effects for it. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty interesting. Just they have a like a special effects reel or an FX reel out there. But the streaming pick is BLT. Go to Vimeo, search BLT John Cunningham. You'll see it's got a award-winning banners and stuff on. It. It's twelve minutes long. If you look at the wrong thing, you're going to wind up figuring out how to make a BLT sandwich with avocado and you know tuna fish or something. <laughs> they have a lot of BLT videos out there that aren't this one. But wait, this wait, one... wait, wait, wait. The T in BLT you think stands for tuna? <laughs> no, there's a video on there. Make your BLT with tuna on Vimeo or something like that or avocado or I don't know. Uh, There's other stuff with BLT, but not you'll you'll figure this one. It's in the top five. I can't see doing tuna and bacon. Oh yeah, people love that crap, man. People love bacon on everything. They got pizzas wrapped in bacon. Pizza's great in bacon. Pizza wrapped in bacon. Done. Every time you on a uh, Food Network program, if they if they pull out some bacon, all the judges go crazy. Yeah, but on fish, I don't know. All Other right. seafood, I could see it, but I don't, I don't know about really fish. like bacon at all. So, fair enough. <laughs> well, if you stop by the Red Box this weekend, uh, American Sniper is finally coming out. Ooh. Uh, this is a movie that uh, made the most money last year at the box office, over four million four hundred million dollars. It made more money. There was no. Marvel movie out last year? It beat out Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? Now then, it's bit of, it is a bit of a cheat because the movie came out in December of last year, but you if you count its total box office haul, it goes into 2015. It, but that movie had incredible... What? The movie debuted in December of last year, right. so it counts as a 2014 film. Right. It made the most money of any 2014 film. But it made most of its money in 2015. Okay. All right. So, it's That's a bit fine. of a cheat. Lots of people saw it. Uh, this is the story of Chris Cry- of Chris Kyle's uh, military career. He was a Navy SEAL sniper. An American sniper, some might yeah. say. He, he's played by Bradley Cooper in the film. This is directed by Clint Eastwood. This is Clint Eastwood's best uh, grossing film ever. Yeah, well. Uh, it, we've talked a, bit, a lot about uh, this movie on previous podcasts mm-hmm. because it was up for best picture. It's an interesting film. It's definitely worth a watch. I agree. So, 
It has some interesting controversy surrounding it. Yeah. It's a little bit of a slow week for streaming and Redbox picks. But if you haven't seen it yet, watch for the babies. Watch the babies. Oh, that's right. You had big problems with the and special effects with the babies. Look up the, yeah, the not-so-special effects. Yeah, just and then read about the controversy later with the babies. Fair watch, enough. Watch how Bradley Cooper manipulates the babies to move. All right. That's the best part of the movie. So before we go on to my punishment... Uh, we're saying Inside Out, we're both going to go watch it. We think other people should go watch it. Right. Dope, I think I can wait for it to come out in video. You're probably going to go watch it. Uh, for streaming, you're saying go to Vimeo and watch BLT, uh, directed by John Cunningham. He also did a film called Asylum. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying if you're going by the Redbox, uh, go check out American Sniper if you haven't already done so. All right. All right, it's time to pay the piper. <laughs> That's right. Do we have totals? totals of the of the spring box spring box office challenge because i was willing i think it, the last time we talked about it i was up 130 million to 122 million right uh-huh so you had to do negative 13 or 12 million or something you beat me by about tw- i beat you by about 20 million before Bef- jurassic World. yeah and then that added another 200 million <laughs> Um, yeah. so you beat me by a little bit. I think you took my total and you tripled it. Wow. Yeah. That's sad. We need to do is go back and figure out if Guardians of the, Ga- or not Guardians of the, Ga- Avengers 2 would have made any difference. It would have helped. I, I, I think this made, made a little more than Avengers. Right. So, we got some, uh, some for you to choose from here. All right, so the, I have to try and pronounce these uh, people's names, right. and these are celebrities that these I should all, know these their are names. All actors, yeah, yeah, actors and actresses. Uh, and then you just have to cold read it. Can't do a whole, you know, big long pause. All right, and then I'll give you the the correct pronunciation. All right, we're gonna give five of them. All right, so first one is the first one. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't an actor. He's a Game of Thrones. Oh, it's Nicolaja Coaster Walladu. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Nicoli Coster Waldau. This is the Kingslayer? Yep, this is the Kingslayer. From Game of Thrones. From Game of Thrones. Also in uh, Headhunters, right? Yeah, have you seen that yet? Haven't watched it yet. <gasps> I know, it's a, it's a hidden gem. Good lord. We're, we're going to have to do a show where uh, we both give each other a hidden gem. All right, you get. There is another one. Sorry, man. I'm leaning back far in the chair. Uh, this is uh, Mia Wasikowska. All right. Not bad. Mr. Two Frames. That's Mia Wasikowska. Wasikowska? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're two for two. That's not bad. All right. There's no way you're going to get this. This is a good one. Uh, oh, I have no idea how one. these could possibly be getting harder. This is, this is probably going to be easy. Because you're a bit of a fanboy. Oh, uh, this is Famica Jansen. <laughs> All right, it's it's Famka Janssen. Famka Jansen from uh, the <laughs> right. X Men films, That's and right. also from uh, Hansel and Gretel Monster or Witch Hunters. Just because you pronounced it again incorrectly, that doesn't make it the correct pronunciation. Famka Jansen. <laughs> uh, she's also uh, in the Taken films. All right, there's one more. There's one more for you. All right, number four, uh, Gaburi <laughs> Sidby. 
That's that's it. <laughs> that's all you got. Sidibe. Gabaret Sidibe. Sidibe. Yeah. Gabaret Sidibe. What's he in? It's a she. Oh, okay. What's she been in? She's in uh, Preci- Precious, based on the book Push. Oh, okay. By someone or other. All right, you got one other one there. Gabaret Sidibe. Yeah. All right. She hasn't done much since then, but she's funny. All right. It's uh, the last one. Joe. You got that one right. <laughs> Man. Genilio. <laughs> Try again. It's close. Man. Ginilo. <laughs> Mangello. Uh, Manganello. Manganello? Yeah. Yeah, I'd never get that. Yeah. He's in the uh, double XL um, Magic Mike covered out. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was in uh, The Vampire Show. True Blood. True Blood, yeah. yeah. He was a werewolf in The Vampire Show. He's good. I like him. He's a good actor. He was uh, he was potentially going to be the next Superman. He was in the casting But uh, they wanted to go. Decisions. They didn't want him. I don't think he's a great actor. You know, I like him, but I don't... Yeah. He's, he's also big. He's like, I think he's 6'5", six, 6'6". I see. I think that would have been a good uh, Superman then. I mean, I like Henry Cavill. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel either way about who Timothy Roth or who was the other guy. Brandon Ralph. Roth. Brandon Roth. Yeah, uh, star of Dylan Dogs. Or oh. Dylan Dog. Yeah, the film we talked about last <laughs> the week. The incredibly obscure movie that we talked about last last week. Summer blockbuster. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there you go, Mister Two Friends. Yeah, Good job. Yeah. Good, nice, nice. My Piper has been paid. Now that we are going to do another uh, box office challenge. That's right. This, on this summer fifty-two. This was the spring box office challenge. The summer. Bo- now, are we going to do an aggregate score of both? No. Oh, all right. So you're, we're starting. You, it. Yeah, we're starting. Fresh. All right, going to start fresh. Now then, I beat you last year when we did a box office challenge. Right. You beat me for the spring challenge. So this is the rubber match. This is the rubber match. <laughs> right. Rubber meets the road. What is the? What, what are the stakes? Can't be this again. This uh, we'll, we'll we'll come up with something for the show. We'll right. announce it on the show. I was thinking you had to get a tattoo of your favorite movie actress on your forehead. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> no, we'll come up oh. with something. Also on episode 52, we're going to do Jurassic uh, World. Oh, yeah. Do our reviews of that week. fantastic film. Yeah, it was, a, it was the biggest, uh, I think, potential movie for you in a lot of years. Yeah, and I think it was your favorite dinosaur film of the year. Uh, yeah, it might be. It might be my favorite dinosaur film of the last two or three years, actually. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. something. Yeah. All right. Well, it has been a pleasure. Thanks for joining me in studio, L Train. All right. This is uh, Mr. Two Frame saying, There be dragons. Pox at Bonham, everybody. Mm-hmm.